Welcome to Accelerating Government with ACT-IAC on Federal News Network. Now your host, Dave Winogren. Welcome to the show that brings together government and industry leaders to accelerate government mission outcomes. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the federal government imperative to improve customer experience. We're joined today by Barbara Morton, the Deputy Chief Veterans Experience Officer at the Department of Veterans Affairs and Government Advisor to the ACT-IAC Customer Experience Community of Interest. Barbara, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me and great to be with you all. It's great to have you. And we're also joined by Martha Doris, the founder of Doris Consulting International, former Deputy Associate Administrator for Citizen Services at the General Services Administration, former President of the American Council for Technology, and former Industry Chair of the ACT-IAC Customer Experience Community of Interest. Martha, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dave. It's great to be with you. It is great to have you both on the show. It's such a crucial topic. And as we sort of glide into it, Barbara, let's start with you and start with a little background. Tell us a little bit about your current position and some of the things that you and your team are working on. Yeah, sure. So I am VA's Deputy Chief Veterans Experience Officer. I've been in this role for about seven and a half years. Can't believe it's been that long. Um, But initially joined this office back in 2016 when it was a brand new office. It was a startup for VA and one of the first in government as well. And really what drew me to this mission was sort of the aspiration of what we're all seeking to do, which is to earn trust and maintain trust of those that we serve. And so I landed in this role and and really started to develop with an amazing VA team, not just in my office, but across VA and and also like-minded customer experience siblings like Martha inside and outside of government, really tried to prove the concept of what customer experience can and should mean in government and how to operationalize it uh, like our siblings in the private sector do. So we have a mix of capabilities um, ranging from surveys, human-centered design, different trainings and other communications products engagement, um, the whole gamut, and some technology sprinkled in there in between as well. And really, the North Star is earning trust and making interactions with VA for veterans, their families, caregivers, and survivors easy, effective, and resonant with them where they feel valued and respected. You you covered so much. It's such an important job. But, but I just want to zoom in on trust for a moment because it's just such a crucial issue, both in this field of endeavor, but also just more broadly across government and the nation. So wonder if you have like an observation in having done this now for a few years about building and maintaining trust that you wanted to share with the audience. Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting. I, I think the first kind of tenet that's so important is that we collectively need to agree that trust has to be a key performance indicator of our performance in any agency. Um, And so I think that that was sort of, you know, the initial realization for us as an organization when way back when this office was stood up in, you know, 2015, 2016, that trust has to be a key performance indicator. We can't just focus on traditional operational measures of performance, such as, you know, number of surgeries conducted, number of claims adjudicated, very, very important metrics but co-equally as important has to be this North Star of earning and maintaining trust. And so that's one of the things that we've really worked on, I think, internally and, and frankly in this space across government, too, is elevating experience measures as sort of a co-equal measure of our VA performance. Having done that and continuing to do that, of course, um, you know, I think that it becomes something that we measure ourselves against you know, regularly. So we have a number of surveys, about 170 different surveys that are live across the department. We also significantly have a quarterly, what we call VA trust survey, 
And that's something that we started measuring way back in the day in 2016 and really have seen our incremental progress of earning and maintaining trust and aiming for an A. We want to earn 90% trust of all veterans and those that we serve. Right now, we stand at about 79%, up from 55% where we started. So to me, it's just a great sort of indicator of how we are performing, responding to the experiences um, and the needs that veterans and those that we serve have. And again, keeping it elevated as a key performance indicator has been really critical for us maintaining that focus as an organization on this metric. That's such important work, and I'm delighted to see the progress that you're making. Martha, we're going to turn to you. You've done so much for the customer experience movement, both in government and industry. But why don't you tell our audience a little bit about some of the things that you're currently working on, both in CX and elsewhere? Um, thanks, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I left, um, I retired from GSA about eight years ago. So as I was retiring, Barbara was right after that. She came right into the to the VA um, in, in this position. And, you know, we worked across agencies to improve service delivery. And so since I've retired since then, I, I, uh, I started the, um, a small consultancy where the mission was to improve the lives of Americans through improved government services, as well as a nonprofit, the Public Service Leadership Academy, which is really building the next generation of leaders. And so I've, we've kind of focused that around leading the improve, improvement of the services that you deliver to your customers, whether it's external customers, employees, other agencies, um, you know, or, you know, it, and it takes a different shape depending on the agency, whether it's your, your, your veteran population, families, caregivers, and survivors, or the, you know, beneficiaries or the taxpayers or the students. And so um, I really, you know, took a look when I, when I started all this around where could I make the most difference from being outside the government. And so we really focus on sharing best practices, connecting people, you know, training and education, recognition to try and change culture and get people to um, understand what customer experience is. And I think that's sort of uh, one of my, my biggest points at this point is, you know, we all throw around customer experience and it's really about improving service delivery, right? And it touches every person in an agency and in the government. It can, it ranges from governance to strategy, to leadership, to measures, to changing your culture, design, voice of the customer. Barbara has embedded all of those functions um, within their organization, within the VA, and really demonstrated a real maturity in the ability to manage um, experience as a discipline. And, uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't also note that amongst the many other things that you do, you do the Outstanding Service to Citizen Awards every year, which is always such a moving experience. It's uh, these stories of these incredible, uh, you know, accomplishments by such a great group of August individuals. I wonder if you want to just like share a thought about the Service to the Citizen Awards. It's always just a must, must participate event. Well, it, well, you know, I, I would love to sit to talk about that. We have um, just completed our sixth year of Service to the Citizen Awards. We've recognized over 700 people. Barbara has been a government executive of the year for her work at the VA. And each year it just um, grows and grows and gets better and better in terms of the sheer number of nominations we get, but also the quality of the nominations because so many people are, you know, making uh, efforts and having successes, uh, you know, in improving the way they deliver services, which range from setting up contracts to buy customer experience 
support or HR hiring customer experience um, skill sets to picking up a phone and answering a question or improving a website. So it's such a big area that I think sometimes it gets kind of swept aside as just CX, but it, this is around improving service delivery across across the board. And we're super proud of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big effort every year, but you know, when the day comes, it's like, you just, there's no feeling like it. You know, what Martha has done, and, and again, this is all tied in, I think, to this larger CX ecosystem, both inside and outside of government, true believers, right? She's, she's been able to elevate customer experience. So we are incentivizing people to want to think that way and to think differently. And I just want to sort of commend her for her work in this space. I, I always call Martha sort of like, you know, the godparents of CX because she was sort of on board with this this concept way, way, way back in the day. I think early 2000s, late 90s, Martha, I mean, when you kind of first started building this at GSA. So to have that torch be continually passed and have this event that's recognizing all of these practitioners across government and industry, too, I think is, is really, really powerful and impactful. Thank yes. you, Barbara. Yeah, it really is. So, Barbara, we'll stick with you and then say, let's do a little stage setting on the CX imperative in government. What are some of the top CX challenges and opportunities that you see facing government at the moment? Yeah, so it's interesting. So I think um, from from a VA perspective, you know, we, we began this journey really with intention back starting in 2014, 2015. And I kind of shared this story often. Um, really, it was a result of a catalyst for us. And it was Back in April 2014, the Phoenix VA Medical Center access crisis, so wait time crisis. And so I think for us as an organization, we've had a little bit of a jump start um, in terms of the, the burning platform and the urgency of thinking and doing differently, performing differently, measuring our performance differently with experience being a hallmark there. Um, I think one of the challenges is that, is that every agency, of course, is at a different part of their own journey. So, you know, my goal is to sort of always try to sort of be a sounding board and, and kind of share how we have done it at VA. I always say it's a way. It's not the only way. And every organization is at a, is a, is at a different moment in their journey. Um, we in VEO, VA VEO, have been lucky that we have, you know, 100 or a couple hundred employees other organizations who are newer at this are like armies of one. And I just, I know how hard it was, even when we had a lot of people to start to kind of infuse this sort of changed way of thinking and doing into an organization. And I, I empathize with those that are sort of starting this journey with very, very small teams and sort of how do you prove the concept? How do you measure the impact uh, when there are lots of different competing priorities, you know, changing leadership, which happens all the time, of course, in government, how do you continue to bridge the importance of CX across time and across priorities? And that's something that we've really focused on um, here at VA um, in terms of, you know, how we've been able to sort of connect the dots with people. Because a lot of times, at least in the early days, I can say here in VA, when we would talk about the veteran experience, it felt very conceptual. And I think that can also be a barrier. Um, I think for us, one of the reasons we've been able to sort of build it is that we've been able to show evidence-based improvements on these key performance indicators like the trust measure that I mentioned and other areas as well. So I think one of the, the opportunities that challenges is initial proof of concept for those that are kind of earlier on in the journey with evidence-based outcomes that they can showcase as, you know, here is the impact that we can provide if we focus as an organization on the customer experience. We're going to take a short break now, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Barbara Morton, 
Deputy Chief Veteran Experience Officer at VA, and Martha Doris, the founder of Doris Consulting International. I'm Dave Wendergren, and you're listening to Accelerating Government, brought to you by Act Act on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Accelerating Government with Act Act. I'm Dave Wendergren, and on today's show, we're discussing customer experience, and our guests are Barbara Morton, the Deputy Chief Veteran Experience Officer at the Department of Veterans Affairs and a government advisor to the ACT-IACT Customer Experience Community of Interest, and Martha Doris, the founder of Doris Consulting International and former Deputy Associate Administrator for Citizen Services at GSA. As we were going to break, we were talking about the CX challenges and opportunities facing government. I'd like to give you a chance to weigh in on that, Martha. Um, Thanks, Dave. I mean, when Barbara was talking, it, it brought a lot of topics up in my mind, and you know, we have agencies who, I think there's over 18 agencies now that have chief customer officers. And there's even organizations that, and they're, they're at all levels of an organization. And I think, um, I know OMB believes, I, I believe as well, that they have to be created and placed organizationally where it makes sense in the organization. I happen to believe that if you really want to make change, you know, Barbara and her office report to the the secretary of VA, and that makes a huge difference in your ability to kind of pull strings across an entire organization. But we we try to celebrate every little success, right? So if somebody's, you know, starting to um, pay attention to it, um, that's great. But it's, you know, it starts in, in, in one little area within, in a niche within an organization. It's now spreading, right, to the, to the CIO's organization. And they're they're getting on board because they are on the hook legislatively to deliver, you know, digital experiences and creating a person, you know, identifying a, a point of contact to deliver good digital experiences. Um, and, and that brings up another another issue between what customer experiences and digital experience. And it does cause some friction across agencies and some misalignment or different ways of actually operationalizing and implementing it within an organization. And so if you're kind of a CX purist, you want, you want people to be paying attention to the people that walk into offices in person and you want and call on the phones because there's huge value and efficiency and ease if you're paying attention to all of those touch points. While we know that a digital experience and a digital first experience is, is more efficient overall, um, all of these channels need to work together because we know that people want to get the same information and the same answer regardless of the channel that they communicated um, to you with as an, as an agency. So I think, you know, even in the conversation about some agencies have two people, it's still not a, not a major priority in some agencies, but in others, it, it is showing up in strategic plans. You know, it's hard to like put paint the every agency with the same brush because it is so different. You think about cloud computing back in the early 2000s, you know, we moved USA.gov to the cloud in 2007, it's 2023, and we're still talking about moving people to the cloud. So if you look at customer experience where it is today, we know that we have a long way to go. And we think that we the challenges around resources, skills, um, HR and contracting are still a big problem in terms of agencies being able to get the resources that they need to be able to, you know, improve services. But their mission hasn't changed. And customer experience is really just a different way of meeting the mission, meeting the needs of your customers, knowing who your customers are, and 
and, and meeting those needs. Barbara, it's been almost two years since the customer experience executive order was signed. What are some executive order related activities that you're excited about? And what are some areas that agencies need to focus on as they continue to make progress on implementation? Yeah, absolutely. So it's an almost happy two-year birthday for the executive order on December 13th. I mean, I can tell you, I, I see Martha smiling. I mean, for those of us who love this space, who have been in this space for, you know, more than a minute, I mean, what a, what a tremendous, tremendous authority coming down the pike from the highest levels of the executive branch, guiding the way, saying this matters. This is something that we are expected to deliver on. And we've got to continue to make it a priority. So um, I, I love the executive order for that particular reason, but for a number of other reasons as well. One of which is um, it's, it's incredibly aspirational talking about concepts like trust, talking about sort of what we need to be in terms of good government, but it's also incredibly tactical, right? So really kind of drilling down into, okay, secretaries, administrators, you're on the hook for delivering these types of experiences in a great way. Um, there's a lot of focus on the digital experience, which I think was really, really positive. Of course, in our regular lives outside of government, we expect to have an Amazon type of experience or an Apple you know, type of experience. There's no reason that we shouldn't be able to deliver that in government as well. Um, so I think that's a great, it's a great driver for us all to kind of, you know, keep that focus and, and prioritization on. One of the other things that I think is really impactful about the EO is talking about the concept of life experiences, right? So imagine this, a member of the public has to have services across multiple different agencies, but they have the burden of trying to figure out which agency does what. It's our obligation and our responsibility to try to blur those lines so it doesn't feel so you know, difficult to navigate the federal government because you're one person. You should be able to navigate it as seamlessly as possible. And we in government should be able to, to make all of those sort of back end, um, you know, sort of business operations and processes invisible to you. So that's really the aspiration. But the, the, the life experience projects have been really transformational because what they've done is to really have a call to action for our brothers and sisters across agencies to work on these particularly important moments in people's lives. So from a VA perspective, we know that the transition from military to civilian life can oftentimes be pretty bumpy. And guess what? There are a lot of agencies that are involved in that transition, right? So it's a handoff from DOD to VA, Department of Labor, HUD can be involved, SBA, any number of organizations. And so this particular directive from the EO has really empowered us together to, to work on solving these sort of bumpy pathways in an integrated way. So that's something I'm really incredibly grateful for the opportunity to have for us to solve some of the juiciest and most difficult challenges across agencies and really blurring those boundaries so we actually give a solution that is going to make sense um, to those that we serve based on our human-centered design insights. Martha, how about you? Two years in, I know it's a piece of executive order that you worked so hard on getting out. And uh, I'm just wondering some observations you might have on the two-year birthday. I mean, I, I agree with Barbara. I mean, the, the vision that it that it presents as well as the, the tactical aspects, but I found it to be really interesting and, you know, uh, intentional, I guess, to see Section 280 of A11, the PMA, and the executive order kind of all converging on those same things and reinforcing those themes along the way, whether it's collecting feedback and understanding your customers, serving underserved communities, which 
not everyone has access to, you know, the technology or limited English proficiency or accessibility issues, plain language, all of that. And then the, the digital first, again, building trust, life experiences, all of it is, they're all themes that run throughout all of this. And I think the executive order did give agencies the ability to um, bring government, career and, and uh, political uh, appointees together in a way that we've never had before. So you didn't have multiple different agendas. You're all, you know, going towards one agenda that is going to be supported by both the political and career staff. And that's huge. And bringing the, the PMC into these life events was a, a really pivotal thing too. So just highlighting on something Martha said, because Martha, as you know, a career public servant myself as well, just one of the things that I always like to pull out a little bit is that knowing the kind of guts of government and how government operates, the levers that you pull to sort of prioritize and highlight and emphasize, that has been so critical, at least in my experience, um, in terms of driving this, this transformational change. Knowing government, um, as I found, I think, in this job is a distinct skill set. And so for all the public servants out there, it is something that's incredibly valuable to harness to drive the change that we want to see. You know, building it into the business of government, whether it's uh, strategic planning, performance planning, the budget process has been extremely useful. I mean, it specifies CX should go into every SES performance plan, right? So you, once you start measuring it that way and start incentivizing the, the, the executives to, to go in that direction, you'll, you'll see some change. We're going to take a short break now. And when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Barbara Morton and Martha Doris. I'm Dave Wendergren, and you're listening to Accelerating Government, brought to you by Hackdiac on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Accelerating Government with Hackdiac. I'm Dave Wendergren, and we're discussing the customer experience imperative with Barbara Morton, the Deputy Chief Veterans Experience Officer at the Department of Veterans Affairs and Government Advisor to the ACDIAC Customer Experience Community of Interest. We're also chatting with Martha Doris, the founder of Doris Consulting International, a former Deputy Associate Administrator for Citizen Services at GSA, former President of the American Council for Technology, and former Industry Chair of the ACDIAC Customer Experience Community of Interest. Um, we recently saw some OMB implementation guidance for the 21st Century IDEA Act. And so, Martha, why don't you share with our audience, you, you touched on this a little bit during the last segment, the relationship and importance of digital transformation and CX working hand in hand and how those initiatives can work together. Thanks, Dave. I mean, I think um, the digital first public experience implementation guidance is really, you know, implementation guidance for the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act. Um, it's it's um, important, and I think COVID really demonstrated the importance of being able to provide, you know, simple, seamless, secure um, experiences to everybody as we expect to do in our um, our personal life. What that guidance did, I mean, thinking of the executive order as as visionary and tactical, that that guidance is 32 pages. It's really tactical, but. It, it gives you detailed instructions on what does it mean to secure a website? What do, what do you need to look into for privacy? What's plain language look like? Should you write things at an eighth grade level or a fifth grade level? I mean, it gets into in, in a lot of detail. And, you know, taking a step back from it, I think 
it kind of shows the importance of a lot of roles in the delivery of services, right? Whether you're a user experience expert, whether you're an IT um, expert, you know, in the plain language or accessibility area, whether you're a designer for underserved communities, it touches on um, the gamut across the board. And I think it's, it's, it's intended to be a 10 year plan, right? So it's, it's part of that intentional um, or intentionality, I guess, to build things that give us sustainability in the importance of delivering improved services. How about you, Barbara, as you watch uh, the the imperative and digital experience, what are some of the things that you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I would echo, you know, everything that, that Martha says. I think the other interesting thing is, so the 21st Century Idea Act was actually enacted in 2018, right? So right. It's, it's, a, it's a couple of years old, and I don't say that in a bad way. I think it, it was quite visionary back at the, in, the, in the day when it, was, um, when it was signed into law. The thing I think is, is really powerful, again, knowing the, the, the levers of government is, you know, OMB has been incredibly strategic about, again, elevating these, these certain authorities to drive the transformation in every nook and cranny across the executive branch. The thing that I, one of the things I, I actually really appreciate most about the 21st Century Idea Act, like the executive order, is sort of the explicit reference to human-centered design as a key methodology. Um, that's something I think is really foundational to the larger customer experience movement um, and really having that sort of hardwired and solidified across these different authorities that, that we follow in the executive branch, I think is, is super important. Um, the other thing that I just want to highlight too, and I think Martha is absolutely spot on, so experience is everyone's business and it touches everybody. And I would say that that's, I think, the benefit of a capability of experience in the sense of it cuts across all avenues of VA or any organization. At the same time, though, I would say it's also sometimes a challenge, right? So in the early days at VA, it was sort of thought, well, isn't experience everybody's job? Why would we want to centralize it? However, comma, when you're doing this sort of cultural mindset change, we needed sort of the powerhouse of, a, of an individual office that reports directly to the secretary with all of the weight of the top levels of leadership of the organization to really drive it. So it's an interesting dichotomy. And I think we all in this space have had to figure out how to navigate, um, you know, both the benefits and some of the challenges as well. Barbara, let's stick with you. Um, I love to talk about good news on this show. And so uh, because we spend too much time in D.C. often criticizing what's going on. And so I'm wondering if there's like a CX success story that you'd like to highlight that you're seeing either at your agency or around you elsewhere in government. I mean, I think at a, a macro level, the success is the fact that you're hosting a podcast on customer experience in government. I mean, to me, that is a great news story, right? Um, I, I would also say I think there are so many great news stories um, across our agencies, you know, and again, depending on where we are collectively in the maturity journey, those stories might be something different. But I can tell for, for you, you know, for, for the audience, I mean, there are stories that I can share at a very individual level where a veteran has come up to me and says, hey, you work at VA. You know what? I left VA 20 years ago. Now I'm back. It's not the same experience that it used to be. And I love it. I mean, that to me is why we're, we're doing all this. It's that one veteran, that one family member, caregiver, survivor at a time. But at a macro level, you can see, again, all the movement that we've made collectively. And it's not just the results of VEO. It's the sort of collective transformation across every corner of the department, but moving the needle on trust. I mean, that is a, an incredibly difficult thing to sort of, I think, change and to, and to sort of modify and adapt. But we've been able to do that, which I think is really a testament 
to all of our frontline siblings in VA who are so purpose, so mission-driven, and want to actually do right by the customers through providing great experiences. The other kind of great news story, and I always refer to this one, as sort of a crown jewel of, of proof of concept, and that goes back to the 21st Century Idea Act and the digital experience. So we at VA you know, decided to sort of address some of the pain points that veterans and those who are users of VA.gov were expressing to us many years ago that, hey, VA is hard to navigate. Where's the front door? There's so many websites, right? So we've been able to solve for that using human-centered design, partnering with our siblings in OIT and across the department to reinvent and reimagine and redesign, co-design VA.gov as sort of VA's digital front door. Extension of that is the new VA mobile app, which now almost has 2 million downloads and a 4.8 out of 5-star rating. And I always sort of say this a little bit tongue-in-cheek. We don't get a 4.8 out of 5-star rating because we're special. We get it because we design with and for and around the customer. We give them what they want. I mean, this is, to me, why we should be doing what we're doing. So those are just a couple of good news story examples from my perspective here at VA. And Martha, I want to give you a chance to weigh in on success stories, too. And I mean, you can draw on so much what you're seeing in the market, what took place at the Service of the Citizen Awards. I wonder if you have some success stories you'd like to share, too. Well, there are a couple of Service to the Citizen Awards I'm going to highlight. And they two of them happen to be from the VA. Um, one of them is um, a type 2 diabetes program that was created based on understanding their customer, right? They They understood the importance of or that as a health issue within the veteran population and created a pilot program. And what they proved was how, um, how successful it could be in monitoring health and teaching people how to cook healthy. And then over time, the result was they lowered A1C in, in the, in the pilot program, they lowered um, medic reliance on medication. They lowered healthcare costs and, and inc basically increase cost. And so, you know, capturing the benefits of focusing on the disciplines, right, of customer experience isn't that easy. But I feel like that I can I can track from understanding your customers to lowering healthcare costs based on that understanding. They also understood that uh, transportation was a key issue in, in um, getting people to their appointments and not missing appointments. So they created a, a partnership with Uber Health. And through that, they've been able to, I mean, there were people who wanted to go to health, their appointments that didn't have a ride, couldn't, weren't able either because of their age or their disabilities to actually get themselves to an appointment. And this, this partnership with Uber Health allowed people to meet their, you know, appointments, which of course means that people who needed appointments and couldn't get them and then they were vacant is doesn't happen right they've it's a it's a huge thing to get those appointments filled and so those were those really um and there's lots of data around uh, you know the the benefits of it i did podcasts on both of those example examples um through the cx tipping point but we also have irs you know they're they're working on meeting people in all multiple languages, getting callback, the callback feature in their contact centers, which is, you know, huge for the IRS because they were always getting beat up because they didn't actually answer the phone a lot of the time. So now they've increased that percentage. Um, they've they've um, done a lot of digital enhancements and in individual accounts and, and created apps to allow you to get your, you know, the feedback or not the status of your return, I guess is, is the best way. So there's, there's tons of them. I mean, there's changes in 
farmer loan applications. And so we could go on and on. I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> Very good. Well, I, I love all the success stories. And we're going to take a short break now. And when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Barbara Morton and Martha Doris, both customer experience champions in government and industry. I'm Dave Wondergren, and you're listening to Accelerating Government, brought to you by ActIAC on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Accelerating Government, brought to you by ActIAC on Federal News Network. I'm Dave Wendergren, and our guests today on our customer experience episode are Barbara Morton, the Deputy Chief Veterans Experience Officer at the Department of Veterans Affairs, and a government advisor to the ActIAC Customer Experience Community of Interest, and Martha Doris, the founder of Doris Consulting International and former Deputy Associate Administrator for Citizen Services at GSA. Martha, ACT-IAC is absolutely delighted to partner again this with, this year with you and Doris Consulting International to hold the 2023 CX Summit, which will take place on December 7th at the Hyatt Regency in Crystal City, Virginia. What are some of the things about the event that you're excited about? Um, thanks, Dave. Yeah, we're really excited this year to... Um, Kind of tell a story, and the story is around the importance of customer experience and the and the president's management agenda through priority two, to the actual delivering public, uh, digital first public experience and 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 the focus that we have on digital experiences. Getting some lessons learned from our high impact service providers, while also making sure that people who aren't designated as a HISP understand all of the best practices in the. Uh, efforts that are being learned that they should take advantage of. And then we're also going to be looking at, you know, how technology is an enabler to customer experience. You know, what is, what is an up, what are the updates on the life events projects, right? Like where are they now? Where are they going? What have they learned? What are some best practices? What about how do you capture the the business value of customer experience and the digital experience? And then how do you, um, figure out the, you know, saving the time tax, tackling the time tax. OMB put out a report about that and really giving uh, some best practices around the design, designing for underserved communities so that we can make sure that everybody is, um, we deliver equitable and inclusive services. Barbara, I'd like to give you a chance to weigh in too, and particularly around the issue about why is it important for industry and government executives to take time out of their busy schedules to attend events like this? I mean, for me, I always find it super helpful just to learn from those who are doing something similar, but in maybe a different context, a different agency inside, outside of government. It's about sort of cross-pollination and sharing of best practices wherever you sit. And ultimately, for me, this is about a holistic partnership that cuts across government and industry, you know, nonprofits alike, because I think we all really want good government to serve the people the best that it possibly can. And to me, in my humble opinion, the, the pathway to that is through customer experience. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for you both for your participation in past events and your leadership going forward, both for the CX Summit and our community of interest, which has generated so much energy and enthusiasm over the last several years. Um, let's go, we'll do some lightning rounds on a couple of related topics. Last week also saw the release of an artificial intelligence executive order. And I wonder if we should chat a little bit about the role that AI will play in accelerating CX efforts, but perhaps also the challenges we'll have to recognize and address. Why don't we start with you, Martha? So I think, you know, artificial intelligence is obviously, um, it's not new, it's here to stay. 
And I think, you know, everybody's talking about responsible AI. So I think that there are many functions and aspects of artificial intelligence that can provide benefits and improvements to the service that's delivered, um, whether it's through the use of chatbots or intelligent knowledge bases or just being able to analyze the vast amount of data that we get from customers and employees to make decisions on. So I think it's it's something that is, um, you know, the, the chat GPT obviously has brought about a lot of conversations um, and we would be remiss without, you know, that conversation on how do you use it? How do you use it effectively? And how, and what are the risks involved? How about you, Barbara? What would you like to say about the proliferation of AI and its ability to maybe accelerate, but also to impact CX? Yeah, so I, I definitely think there's, you know, certainly a great opportunity there, you know, echoing what Martha was saying, of course, responsibly speaking and ethically speaking. But I mean, if you're kind of looking at it, you know, purely, I think it does allow a vast amount of data to sort of be analyzed in, you know, much shorter time frame, sometimes the blink of an eye, which would then arguably empower those that are providing direct services, um, you know, either to, to customers externally or even internally as well, to sort of more efficiently act upon the insights and the feedback. So I think that that's kind of the greatest opportunity, of course, needing to work through any of the other sort of responsible, you know, types of issues, concerns that may have um, arisen or that may arise. Barbara, we'll stick with you. And uh, both you and Martha have been champions about the idea that customer experience doesn't just apply to the people who are doing business with the government, but applies to the government employees too, this idea about employee experience and how important that is. And I wonder if you could just maybe touch on employee experience, particularly through the lens of the, the crucial need to recruit and retain the federal workforce of the future. Yeah, so I, I personally feel that one of the greatest opportunities we collectively in government have to recruit the next greatest generation of public servants is through customer experience. And the reason I say that is because I think for, for folks maybe who've never been exposed to government or been in government, it, it can seem very much like you're looking through the glass on the outside and what is going on with a heavy bureaucracy and all the processing. It's very easy, I think, to feel a little bit deflated or demoralized um, about sort of the concept of a big bureaucracy, maybe not functioning as effectively or efficiently for the people. To me, again, the antidote or the cure for any of those sort of perceptions is really being in the space of customer experience or employee experience where it's creative, it's vibrant, it's actually, again, kind of, to me, touching on what good government should look like, i.e. channeling the voice of the people and operationalizing that voice into how we do business. It's really getting back to basics about, I think, what government should be and what people think the government should be and how it should function. So I think it's a really energizing space uh, for people to reimagine what government actually can be through the lens of customer experience and employee experience. The other thing I'll say about employee experience, so for us here at VA, again, it's a way, it's not the only way. We essentially have applied the same framework that we've built you know, with the customer experience, the veteran experience at VA, to the employee experience. So foundationally starting with human-centered design, real-time customer experience, employee experience surveys, co-designing solutions, piloting, deploying at scale, right? So we've really tried to kind of model what worked for us in the veteran-facing space into the employee-facing space as well. Martha, how about you? You've been a big advocate about employee experience. Thoughts you'd like to add about the workforce? 
Well, a, a couple of things. One, I think the VA applying the same framework to employees that they've applied to um, their external customers has also shown results, right? Like their scores are going up based on the focus that they've put and the efforts and initiatives that they put into their employee experience. But if anybody's ever worked in a job where they felt disengaged or engaged and then became disengaged for whatever reason, you know how much harder you work when you're engaged and how much more you care about the job that you do. You know, I've had it, most people have, and if you haven't, you're lucky, but you tend to give your 150%, you know, during that time and your 75% when you're disengaged. And I think that that's all you need to really know about. It's the same thing, understanding employees, what matters to them? How do you treat them? How do you make them feel valued as an employee to be able and understand that the role that they play in your mission and delivering services. So it's a critical part. Some agencies even are starting with their employee experience first so that they can build that and an engaged workforce before they move forward in their customer experience. But it's critically important. We've got about a minute left. I'd love to give you each a chance. We'll start with you, Barbara, each like a parting thought. I mean, parting thought is that this is just a great moment in time, continues to be an incredible collective movement of how to infuse customer experience, employee experience, human-centered design insights into the guts of how we operate in government. And so um, just really thrilled to be part of this conversation and looking forward to seeing where we are a year from now and beyond. Very good. Martha, final thought from you. I would say regardless of where you sit in an organization, if you're managing a program, if you're just one function, or if you're leading an entire agency, you have a role in improving the services that your organization delivers to its customers. So it's time to do it. It is time to do it. And you have both offered so many great thoughts as we've gone through the show, the importance of trust and actually measuring it, improving service delivery at the heart of all that we're doing here. And that customer experience is indeed everybody's job. Barbara Morton is the Deputy Chief Veterans Experience Officer at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Martha Doris is the founder of Doris Consulting International. Both are exceptional leaders and icons in the customer experience community. Thank you both for joining us today and for all that you do for the federal government and for the nation. The CX Summit 2023 takes place on December 7th at the Hyatt Regency in Crystal City, Virginia. ActIAC is delighted to partner on that event with Doris Consulting International. If you'd like to register for the CX Summit or learn more about the outstanding work products of the ActIAC Customer Experience Community of Interest or learn more about ActIAC, check out the Federal News Network website or go to our website, www.actiac.org. I'm Dave Wendergren, and you're listening to Accelerating Government, brought to you by ACT-IAC on Federal News Network. Thanks for listening to Accelerating Government with ACT-IAC. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your podcast feed. Search for Accelerating Government on Podcast One, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.